Bridget Masinga on the art of everything. It is indeed the art of everything right here on uh, SAFM and we kick start the show uh, by uh, talking all things of visual arts with a really incredible, uh, talented young lady. If you follow me on Instagram, then uh, you probably have seen me from time to time Insta story some of her work. It's caps- captivating. It's visually vibrant. It's uh, it's all kinds of interesting, actually. It, it interrogates a womanhood. It looks a little bit deeper at our concept and construct of beauty. But let me not take the words out of her mouth. We'll let uh, Cynthia Mulanga tell us exactly who she is and what her art aims to stand for. Good evening, Cynthia, and welcome to the show. Good evening, Bridget. Thank you so much. It's only but a pleasure. So let me just start off by by saying, before we even get to the body of work, um, you know, I came across you a couple of months ago. One of uh, my favorite artists in the world, Togozani Matonzel, I happened to post you and I was like, who is this phenomenal visual artist? Um, and then I did some Googling on you and I thought to myself, she's barely out of school (laughs) like she's barely graduated and here she is shaking up the world shaking up south africa selling out at the investec art fair when you look at your career thus far which really in essence if we are being honest is at its beginning and yet you've accomplished so much i mean you you look at it cynthia and you think what to yourself yeah i I mean, I take time to reflect as things come and especially with like the reactions of other people, it's the one that really uh, hits me a lot. So I just take time to like really understand what it means. And yeah, I'm really taken aback. I can, I can like just, all of that shocks me. <laughs> I can just imagine. But just for clarity, um, I know that you, you studied at the Artist Proof Studios. Have you already graduated? You're done there already, right? Yes, um, I graduated there in 2020. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So graduated in 2020 and uh, already, like I was saying, you showcased um, about a month and a half ago at the Investec Art Fair and your work was already sold out almost immediately when hitting the fair. Um, you're currently working on a show for Paris, which uh, you whispered to me about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, when you look at the kinds of people that have connected to your work, what is some of the feedback that you get from gallerists or you know people who have just engaged with your work? What is it about your voice that connects so deeply? Um, like the way I see it, um, like just really uh, kind of like reading what they they saying or how they interpret the work. Mm. Um, they they say that it's different from what we have seen uh, taken from uh, the artists that are already doing it, like Senching Etwa, Teresa, mm. because I, I already took from them as I was starting. So the response to my work is mostly like we haven't seen the way you're doing it because of the interior spaces, the figures that occupy these spaces, and mm. how I use collaging hasn't really... Well, I mean, I haven't lived uh, life before uh, my time, but <laughs> seeing it now, I mean, I don't know, but they, they really say that uh, it's 
different from what they've seen previously. Yeah. And maybe just like a twist to how I'm using collage in these interior spaces, what these figures are doing, what mm. they're wearing, the, vir- the, the vibrant colors. Um, be- because um, the crazy part is when you see the works from far and then you get closer is when you see the details mm. and um, how crazy the collage is mm. um, included in the work. So... I mean, it's really interesting hearing all the feedback. And the feedback also adds to, like, my next series, which is another interesting layer that I um, I take from. And it's, it's so interesting to me that you bring uh, Teresa Kutala up because she does a similar aesthetic, uh, probably just a, a, a few years of a generation older than you, but I would still say the same generation. Um, she does collages. And when I first engaged with your work, it also for me, instantly it was reminiscent of Teresa. But like what you're saying, yours is bolder, bolder in, in color, bolder in narrative and and also far more detailed. Um, there's a very nuanced detail in these environments that you create. Yes, uh, with that, it, it just goes back to when we uh, when we studied printmaking and the history of art. It's not just like the techniques that we use. It's also the history of like the techniques that we use. So with all of this um, printmaking, you you mix different techniques together like lino, um, etching, and uh, dry points. So that mm. informed my painting. With with that, it's like um, I wanted I want to create like different worlds. For now, I can just say two worlds, which mm. is like the reality and the fantasy or the the fiction world. Mm. You know, the way we have our dreams and. Um, one day if this dream comes true or whatnot, you know, like women, like we, we, we dream and, mm. and stuff and we, we have so much going on in our head. So I'm trying to like somehow merge these two worlds and just like see how these two worlds are interacting with each other in like this one space with like the figures who are the black women in the work. So I just really like seeing how the collage um, adds more depth mm. to the already painted work. Mm. So for you then, would it be that it is um, in part, I mean, you talk about these two worlds merging and and sort of colliding on this canvas using different techniques. Um, and, and I read somewhere that you you describe it as creating moments with within domestic spaces. Um, and is there a particular story that fascinates you about, or is there something that you're trying to reflect within the spaces and in these moments? Um, when I started um, with the, this, the work that I'm doing now, it was during the lockdown. Mm. And uh, with all of that, you know, we had to get our materials and everything, um, like with uh, delayed uh, time or we basically couldn't go outside and do the things that we wanted to do. So since I spent so much time inside, um, it then became, you know, my comfort zone and a space where I can reflect on things, seeing on social media mm-hmm. or something that I spoke about with a friend over the phone or whatever else we're sharing uh, during that time on WhatsApp. So mm. it, it became um, a time where I was just reflecting on the things that were happening at that time. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. and seeing that how, you know, it's crazy because like so many businesses are, you know, like the beauty business especially thrives because women use these products and all of these stuff. So then when that specific time, they, you know, we were not able to go to the shops and buy the things. We had to stay at home and do, you know, your hair on your own mm. and your, your nails on your own and, and stuff like that. So it was more of like a reflective time. And now it has grown to like much more bigger things because I'm looking. So I, I don't want to box my, like my work to just one particular idea of what beauty is but mm. like basically grow with how the women are growing as well I got you. I got you. Uh, it is the voice of visual artist uh, Cynthia Mulanga joining us uh, on the line. Uh, born in uh, Lumbashi uh, in the Democratic Republic of Congo back in 1997. But she currently lives and works in South Africa. And her work is really quite uh, something to behold. And it's traveling far and beyond our African borders uh, to all kinds of corners of the world where art is appreciated. Um, and I must admit that you know, having done a little bit of a deep dive research into Cynthia's work and her meteoric rise, um, it is also reflected in the price pointing of her work. Um, what a difference two, three years makes. So if you acquired her work just as she graduated uh, or when she was a senior at the Artist Proof Studios, trust me when I say you did yourself a great favor in investment uh, because it's more than doubled in price since then, which is always a beautiful thing. Um, and I've got to ask you, Cynthia, you know, someone once said to me, I, I'm getting a, a bit of a gremlin on my system there. So apologies if that's bleeding out uh, onto the airwaves. We're just trying to figure out where that is coming from with my team. But someone once said that um, before I am an African, and I think this also kind of speaks, well, at least from what I, I gather from your work and correct me if I'm wrong or, um, or, or not. But someone once said, before I am an African or a CEO, I am a woman. And I must be conscious of that when navigating my Africanness and my professional titles. And when I see the kind of work and the kind of sort of narratives that your work aims to interrogate, for me at very least, I get that sense that there's there's a lot of questioning these dualities that we exist within, um, first and foremost as women, but also as African women and then African women who, who are moving in a very modern cosmopolitan world. Yeah. So with with the with what you just said right now is also something that uh, kind of did hit me. Like I think starting like late last year, mm. and uh, the fact that you say before I'm a CEO, before I'm a mother, before I'm a sister or anything like that. I I am a woman, so that in itself for me it indicates that I have emotions mm-hmm. and um, I have grown from one point to now here, just like a little girl, you know, mm-hmm. growing into a woman. So I, I I am a woman before before anything, and um, for me it's like also dissecting what being um, a black woman is in my work and. Mm-hmm what are the things that she has to deal with in terms of what she needs to look like, what she needs to do, and what these things somehow say about her and stuff like that. So it is a very interesting point or how people will interpret my work or attach my work to.
Mm-hmm. So one of the things, and uh, I, I just shared this on social media, one of the things that I, we are celebrating and that yourself, I'm sure, is completely over the moon with is this collaboration with the luxury brand Gucci um, as they celebrate the Diane tote bag. Did this come on the back? Did the, the collaboration come on the back of you painting the details of the bag on your canvas or did, did the paintings come as a result of conversations that were sparked uh, between you and the brand post them seeing your work and just being intrigued? They actually um, approached me saying that uh, they have a project and uh, they would like me to be a part of it. Mm. And then from there, we basically spoke on uh, the processes of, of the sketches. And uh, there was like a lot of back and forth of what works, what doesn't work. Because for me, um, I mean, it's very clear that I love color, mm. like a lot of crazy colors in my work. So for this one, it, it was a bit different because now you're working uh, on somebody else's feedback and not just your own. Mm. So then um, I kind of worked around that and then... Um, so they, they say that we want to um, highlight the new Diana tote bag. And yeah, that was that was it. I love how nonchalant you are. I don't know if this is a product of like the new kid cool because, you know, uh, whether it's Cynthia, whether it's Rich Nisi or Trevor Stirman, all the new cool kids, uh, you, you you guys have this very nonchalant kind of like, yeah, well, you know, it's it's my life. I do big deal things, but, you know, yeah. it's just another day. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so you do have moments where you pinch yourself and you go, Gucci really did just call me to create something with them. Very funny enough, um, when the lady approached me on Instagram, I, I was like, um, I don't know why people think this is, is a joke. Why would you approach me and say you work with Gucci? And I thought it was like one of those uh, accounts that just, you know, send you DMs and stuff. And then only to realize that she's actually legit. So that moment for me was like, you know, I need to... Kind of like really believe that these things are happening. And I did have a few moments after or enduring um, talking with uh, the ladies from Gucci. I did pinch myself during the time. <laughs> okay. No, we just wanted to check in. Uh, Cynthia, <laughs> I mean, congratulations on everything that you've managed to achieve in such a, a short space of time. You really are doing phenomenal. Uh, this is a name to remember, Cynthia Mulanga, if uh, you want to invest in some visual arts. Um, it is really a dynamic, vibrant voice coming out of, of Africa and doing incredible things. So look out for her. She is definitely going places. And I appreciate you for taking the time on this Friday to uh, chat with us. Thank you so much, Regent. Only but a pleasure. That was Made in SA chatting to uh, Cynthia Mulanga, a visual artist you can find her on Instagram. She goes by the same handle. Have a look at some of her work. She is represented by Altitudes, so you can reach out to them if you'd like to uh, maybe collect a piece of work or two. It literally has doubled in price in just under two years, um, and it's fetching incredible prices in the art market. So definitely worth an investment if uh, you looking at young emerging artists to invest in. It's fast approaching 22 9 o'clock right here on the Art of Everything.